I enjoy horror. I don't know. It gives me a different kind of adrenaline rush. You know, when you're waiting for the next things to happen. All the gore, spooky images, jump scares. I love them. I mean, I'd go on a scary movie marathon any day. I only know a few who share the same interests as myself though. I mean, after all, who would want to pay a few hundred pesos at the movie theater to just mentally torture yourself with jump scares and bloody images? <laughs> I would. It's my favorite genre. I mean, the mystery of it all, the thrill, just my cup of tea. I won't ever flinch at jump scares. I even laugh. <laughs> I'd sleep soundly upon watching even the scariest movie. This is my way of telling you that scary movie recommendations would be highly appreciated. Please just slide into my DMs. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you'd want to bring me with you whenever you have to watch a horror or a thriller movie and, you know, I'd actually enjoy it. Hey, my favorite human. Or if you're not human, that's okay. I still love you the same. My name is Jamie from the idol group Eminal48. And welcome to another episode of the No Sleep series of Jamie's Catnap. Ironic, I know. I hope you'd still get your shut eye upon listening to this. When a cat chooses to sleep on you, it's its way of telling you, I love you, I trust you, I want to be with you, or maybe there's someone watching you now. Ooh. For this episode, I thought I wanted to do some storytelling. Well, looking back, though, I realized that I haven't had that much, um, quote-unquote, spooky encounters in my life, since my biggest fear is actually losing you. Aww. <laughs> but really though, I've had my fair share of attempts from ghosts to freak me out, some even in my own home or in our idol group's dorm, but for me, they weren't too, um, eerie, I guess? I think I learned how to be friends with whoever or whatever was behind all of these scary encounters like I don't disturb them, they don't disturb me, we chill, that's that, period. <laughs> but for this particular episode, I want to share with all of my favorite humans my favorite pastime. Reading my favorite creepypastas, yay! And no, these aren't noodles drenched in sauce and cheese, but creepypastas are scary legends that are shared around the internet, and you can actually look them up right now. I actually have a lot of favorites, but today I narrowed them down to a few because I'm afraid that if I tell you everything, you might end up not sleeping or it would take us until Christmas. <laughs> anyway, I don't own any of these stories. These were posted on Reddit or creepypasta.com, so if you want to look them up, please do feel free. They have a lot of other stories that are so scary, and who knows, you might love them as much as I do. <laughs> so for today, I will be your virtual storyteller, and I'm so excited, so enough with that chatter. Now, earphones in, lights out, let's go. Two roommates in college were in the same science class. The teacher had just reminded them about the midterm the next day. This is not the scary part, by the way. <laughs> when one roommate, let's call her July, got asked to this big party by the hottest guy in school. The other roommate, Meg, had pretty much no interest in going and, being a diligent student, she took notes on what the midterm was about. 
After the entire period of flirting with her date, July was totally unprepared for her test, while Meg was completely prepared for a major study date with her books. At the end of the day, July spent hours getting ready for the party while Meg started studying. July tried to get Meg to go, but she was insistent that she would study and pass a test. The girls were rather close and July didn't like leaving Meg alone to be bored while she was out having a blast. July finally gave up using the excuse that she would cram in homeroom the next day. So July went to the party and had the time of her life with her date. She then headed back to the dorm around 2am and she decided not to wake Meg. She went to bed nervous about the midterm and decided that she would wake up early to ask Meg for help. The next morning, she woke up and went to wake Meg. Meg was lying on her stomach, apparently sound asleep. July rolled Meg over to reveal Meg's terrified face. July, concerned, turned on the desk lamp. Meg's study stuff was still open and had blood all over it. Meg had been slaughtered. July, in horror, fell to the floor and looked up to see, written on the wall in Meg's blood. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? And that was only the first one, guys. Yep, this one stuck to me the most because it's kinda creepy, not gonna lie. <laughs> I know some of us tend to turn on the lights whenever we feel scared, but guys, remember, whenever you turn on the lights, you just attract whatever is looking at you to see you very clearly. So, will you still turn on the lights? This next story is kinda similar to the first one, but a bit different. So. Let's just get into it. This one is entitled, Roommate Troubles. This actually happened to me a few years back at the University of Arts in Philadelphia. My sophomore year, I roomed with a girl named Kara. She was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. We had a small room on the sixth floor of the dormitory called Juniper Hall. The walls were thin, and her late night singing and voice practices would keep me up late. After a month or so of lost sleep, I convinced her to move her late night practices to the music studios in the Miriam Theater building a block away. Around 8 in the evening, Kara announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home around midnight. Great, I thought. That means I can go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in acting studio and was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left, coffee and sheet music in hand. I made some grilled cheese and soup gobbled it down, and immediately began to prepare for bed. By the time I got out of the shower, my eyelids were so heavy I could hardly brush my teeth. I pulled on my PJs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out as soon as my head hit the pillow. Well, I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom was just inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. They were nice in a sense that you don't have to share bathrooms with your roommate. Anyway, I woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone. It was midnight on the dot. I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed. Checking to see if I'm actually asleep, I thought. She flopped down on the bed below me, which was strange as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Then again, exams were just around the corner and we were all exhausted. The mattress below me creaked and there was silence. I couldn't even hear her breathing. Then I started to drift off again. I was just on the edge of a deep sleep when I was startled awake again by a noise. A key in the lock. 
the door opening and Kara entering our apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress below me creaked. So, who was below her? Hmm, are you still okay there? <laughs> well, that doesn't end there. The next is entitled, Home Alone. Imagine, you were home alone and you hear on the news about the profile of a murderer who is on the loose. You look out the sliding glass doors to your backyard and you notice a man standing out in the snow. He fits the profile of the murder exactly and he is smiling at you. You gulp, picking up the phone to your right and dialing 911. You look back out of the glass as you press the phone to your ear and notice he is much closer to you now. You then drop the phone in shock. There are no footprints in the snow. It was his reflection. That was relatively short, but still, the last sentence gave me the chills. I mean, for me, murderers are scarier than ghosts, don't you think? Next up, the expressionless. I suggest you look up a picture of the expressionless online, if your heart can handle it, for a much richer experience, I may say. In June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedar Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, California in nothing but a white, blood-covered gown. Now this, in itself, should not be too surprising as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearby hospital for medical attention, but there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror. The first being that she wasn't exactly human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. There was a kitten clamped in her jaw so unnaturally tight that no teeth could be seen, and the blood was still squirting out of her gown and onto the floor. She then pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. No, the poor kitten. <laughs> From the moment when she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to a hospital room and cleaned up before being prepped for the sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. The doctors thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. But the second the staff tried to sedate her, she fought back with extreme force. Two of the staff members had to hold her down as her body rose up on the bed with that same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual. She smiled. As she did, the female doctor screamed and let go out of shock, and the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes, too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage. The male doctor stared back at her for a moment before asking, What in the hell are you? She cracked her neck down to her shoulder, observing him, still smiling. There was a long pause. The security had been alerted, and could be heard coming down the hallway. As he heard them approach, she darted forward, sinking her teeth into the front of his throat, ripping out his jugular, and letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. She stood up 
and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to him as his life faded from his eyes. She leaned in closer and whispered in his ear, I am God. The doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security men. His last ever sight would be watching her feast on them one by one. The female doctor who survived the incident named her the Expressionless. There was never a sighting of her again. I swear guys, you should definitely look up a picture of the Expressionless, um, but it's not for the faint of heart, so I, I warned you. <laughs> and speaking of hospitals, I have another story that is also set in a hospital. This one is also one of my personal favorites because the plot twist really gives me the chills. This one is wristbands. When you are admitted to a hospital, they place your wrist, a white wristband with your name on it. But there are other different colored wristbands which symbolize other things. The red wristbands are placed on dead people. There was a surgeon who worked on night shift in a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way down to the basement. He entered the elevator and there was just one other person there. He casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the closed button and punched the button to the highest floor. Surprised, the woman reprimanded the doctor for being rude and asked why he did not let the other woman in. The doctor said, That was the woman I just operated on. She died while I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled, raised her arm, and said, Something like this? Yep, 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 that was scary. Okay, now, I couldn't imagine working at a hospital someday and experiencing this. I don't, I don't know. Now, I would love to tell you more, but for tonight, this is the last creepypasta I will be reading you guys. This one is The Message. Don't dismiss this outright as the work of some raving lunatic. There's some sense to this story, if you'll just hear me out. Look, we all wonder if time travel is possible, right? Well, let me tell you something. It is. I'm from the future, actually. I know you probably don't believe that, but seriously, I'm from the future. It's really a great thing, getting to see the past, watching events unfold, stuff like that. We know more now than we ever would. Behind all the fun though, there's a more serious aspect. We aren't supposed to go in our own lifetime, and we are never allowed to contact our past selves. Let me tell you, I'm breaking that rule right now. Yes, kid, you're talking to yourself, your future self. I'm going to be executed for this, but you know what? I accept that. I'm preventing something by talking to you that is worse than death. I can tell you outright what to do because the filters would catch it. This is the closest I can get. Trust me. I can, however, send a little message. You should probably read the first word of every paragraph now. Don't look behind you. And that's about it for tonight, guys. I fear that 
you are quite scared right now after those few stories I read to you. <laughs> but here are some of a few recommendations I can give you. I mean, if you still have the strength to read after this. <laughs> Jack the Ripper, Jeff the Killer, Smile Dog, Slenderman, Ju-On, The Rake, what else? The Backroom, there are so many more. Psychosis, so, so many more good creepypastas out there. You just have to know how to look. But just don't look behind you. <laughs> the month of October is almost over, which means Halloween season is too. So why not end the Halloween season with a scare, right? <laughs> Again, if you want to recommend some horror movies or horror stories to me, please don't hesitate to send them to me. I'd greatly appreciate them. Happy Halloween, my favorite human. Again, that was your virtual soul sister and favorite cat person. My name is Jamie of Eminal48. Happy Halloween, my favorite human! And to the one beside you, happy Halloween to you as well! <laughs> Good luck!